Muli Bawanji from Stony Hill. This is the Roar Shock Malawi update from Thursday, 3rd of February. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. Last week, Malawi was hit with a devastating tropical cyclone. Over 30 people were confirmed dead and over 20 individuals are missing. A huge number of the missing individuals are from Falangbe, Chikwawa, and Mwanza districts. Meanwhile, a press statement from the Department of Disaster Management Affairs, Dugmer, dated Sunday the 30th, said that about 180,000 households are in need of assistance. Dugma is currently dispatching relief items to the affected districts via helicopter, as most areas are still flooded. The tropical storm also caused a nationwide power cut. Even though the cyclone is no longer active, the electricity generation company, Eugenico, said the country should expect blackouts to continue as it is not yet known when its power stations will be restored. The majority of the stations which generate and supply electricity to the country's national grid suffered extensive damage due to tropical cyclone Irma and were completely shut down for repairs. On Monday the 31st, the chief executive officer for Eugenico, William Leobanya, said that there were a severe loss of machinery at its Kapichira and Nukala B power stations, among others. For instance, the dike that used to divert water to the dam and intake machines was completely washed away. He said they are still assessing the extent of the damage and are yet to determine how long it would take to fix it. We will leave Eugenico's Facebook page in our show notes so you can stay updated. Cyclone Ana has affected over 840,000 people in the southern region where some areas have been declared disaster zones. The Department of Climate Change and Meteorological Services said that another cyclone, that's CRA, is forming in the Indian Ocean and it might cause more havoc in the country. The department has predicted that the northern region will receive persistent heavy rains this week due to the cyclone. They are warning that the aftermath of Cyclone Batsire may be even worse than Anna's, as it's predicted to affect a huge portion of the southern African region. Meanwhile, President Chakwera has been visiting some of the affected districts and assuring locals that the government would provide adequate support in response to the damages caused by the cyclone. President Chakwera has described the magnitude of the cyclone as the worst of its kind in Malawi adding that this was a direct effect of climate change. He also added that the parliament, which will be meeting soon, will formulate a budget that will include allocations for rebuilding the nation from the impact of the cyclone. Moving on to news on government, President Chakwera finalized new appointments to his cabinet on Thursday, the 27th of January. A statement from his office announced that the cabinet was made effective on the same day. The new cabinet consists of a huge number of the old ministers who have been shuffled into new ministries and features only a handful of new faces. The final appointments bring the total number of cabinet appointees to 29, consisting of 12 women and 17 men. This represents 41% females and 59% males, a development that human rights and gender activists have applauded. Let's move on to news on the country's education system. Results for students who sat for the 2021 Malawi School Certificate Examinations, MSCE, were released on Tuesday the 1st, and they are concerned about the state of the country's educational system. Out of almost 124,000 students who sat for the MSCE, only around 64,000 students have passed. This represents a pass rate of 52%. 
Detailed results show that female pass rate was more than 45% and the males was almost 58%. Locals' outcry was particularly focused on a revelation by the Malawi National Examinations Board CEO, Professor Dorothy Nempoda, who said the results are the best in the last three years. She said that in 2019, the pass rate was a little bit over 50%, and in 2020, it was almost 42%. There are expectations for much better performance rates in the educational system, a feat that many believe would be achieved via an overhaul of school curriculum, which is often described as outdated and archaic. The country's tertiary education system, on the other hand, seems to be doing quite well. The Malawi University of Science and Technology, MUSK, is in the final stages of launching its maiden academic journal called Advanced Sciences and Arts. According to the chairperson of the Journal's Development Committee, Dr. Atikonda Mutenji Makochi, the journal will provide an additional platform for academics and researchers to share their knowledge and other findings through the academic publication. She added that although the initiative is being spearheaded by most, the journal is open to all academics in Malawi and globally. The Advanced Sciences and Arts Journal is expected to be launched early this month at Musk's campus in Diolo District. The Rose Authority is advising drivers of heavy vehicles to use the Chinjeni Balaka Lawandi Zomba Balantri route. This comes after the Chinjeni Zalewa section of the M1 road collapsed due to the heavy rains on Saturday the 30th. The road has therefore been closed to heavy vehicles to allow for repair works at Chinjosi Trading Center where the road was damaged. The road authority has already started its repairs, but says it can only make passage for small or light vehicles, which are less likely to add any unnecessary weight to the frail road. Quantel Renewable Energy, a local energy company, has committed $65 million towards the construction of a 50-megawatt solar power plant at Fawenji in the Zimba district. The project is expected to be completed within 12 months and the 50 megawatts will be fed into the country's main electricity grid. The country's director of energy, Joseph Kalowitkano, said the Ministry of Energy is promoting involvement of independent power producers in the energy sector to improve efficiency, affordability, reliability, and sustainability of power production in the country. This is a welcome development for Malawians who believe that the presence of independent providers of basic needs would force local service providers to perform better. There are hopes that the power plant will also aid in meeting the demand of electricity in the country. On the evening of Tuesday the 1st, Kumbazi Kadolo Chimpunda emerges the winner of a one-week trip to Dubai with 5 million kuwacha, which is approximately $6,000. After her phone number came out as the winner during the final raffle draw for the Balua Mutomba promotion, which was being run by telecommunications company Airtel. Commenting on the raffle draw, the marketing director for Airtel said the winner had been chosen through a fair and televised process. The Balua Mutomba promotion started on October 29th and ended on December 24th. Customers entered the competition by buying Airtel Pinet bundles over a week using Airtel Lunch. When a customer bought the net bundle through an Airtel money agent, the agent also got a chance to win prizes in the promotion. Locals on social media are questioning the legitimacy of the competition and crying foul at the results, pointing out that it seems to be privileged that get the benefits that the country has to offer. Others are siding with Airtel and saying that the competition was conducted fairly. The majority, however, 
are under the impression that this is one of the government's money laundering schemes. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. As are the villains in podcasts. Be the hero and save the audience from listening to a mediocre ad about a beverage you won't try. You can do that by telling your friends about us. Spread the world. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rorschach Malawi. Pintani Bueno.